Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. How's everybody doing? Is everybody making it through the week? I certainly am. It's been a pretty good one. And I am again going back home for the weekend. You guys, I am just flip-flopping. I feel like I cannot stay in one place for too long. And that is represented by the fact that I'm going home again this weekend. For good reason though, my brother and my dad's birthdays are coming up, so we're going to celebrate them. And one of my best friends, who is like a sister to me, her birthday is tomorrow. So huge happy birthday shout out to all of them. September is a big month for the people that I love. So very excited to take another quick trip home. Besides that upcoming quick travel, what's new with me? Not a whole lot. First full week after a short week, you guys know how that goes. It can be draining, it can feel long, but we're keeping our spirits high. This past weekend, like I told you guys last week, I really just wanted to have a pretty chill weekend, but mixed with some fun things as well, and that's exactly what it was. We started the weekend off with a fun happy hour on Friday. We watched the USC game on Saturday. We beat Stanford. If there are any Stanford fans out there, so sorry, but we were insanely victorious. I love watching a college football game. I think that it's so fun. Sometimes I like it more than the NFL because I feel like it's a bit more unpredictable. You know, these guys are still really young. Like, they're younger than me right now. That's kind of crazy if you think about that. Because these athletes are ginormous. So even when they're playing college football, they don't look like college kids, you know? But they definitely are. Something to think about. So we did that on Saturday. Had a pretty chill Sunday. Did some furniture shopping. Didn't buy anything. But I would really like to get a comfy podcast chair. Hopefully something yellow. That's my favorite color, but we'll see how it goes. I'll let you guys know if I find something. But just going furniture shopping is so fun to me. I love seeing all the different styles. I love trying out the different chairs, sofas. And then it seems as if you get ideas from the store, and then you ultimately end up purchasing online. That's what I think I'm going to do. But again, you guys will know once I know. But yeah, that was really it. After our furniture adventure, we came home, watched the Vikings game. I guess a lot of football this weekend, but just like USC, the Vikings took home the W2, so we were very happy over here. And then the week started, and here we are, made it all the way to Thursday, so close to the weekend. Hang in there, guys. You have almost made it. That's really all that's new with me, so let's get on to the rest of this episode and right in to what's hot this week. First up, there is a brand new company coming out from a member of one of the most famous families in America. That's right, we have some Kardashian news. This story is about the eldest daughter, Kourtney Kardashian, She has a new brand, she has been teasing it all over her Instagram, it kind of came out of nowhere, and for a little bit, she just gave us the name. So the name of the company is Lemme, L-E-M-M-E, like, let me get that, let me do that, let me see that. Very cute name in my opinion. But on Monday morning, I got an email in my inbox letting me know what kind of a company Lemme is. I feel like the Kardashians always do this. It's such a smart marketing play to get people excited for your product, I feel like. First, it's, oh, you're coming out with something. Then here's the name of the brand. Then here are photos introducing the brand, but having nothing to do with the product at all. 
And then now, let me tell you what the brand actually is. I feel like this is not the first time that they've done this play. But let me tell you, it made me subscribe to the email because I wanted to know. So it worked on me. I'm sure it worked on a bunch of others as well. To be fair though, I was trying to keep up to date for you guys. You know, I don't want you to all have to subscribe all the time. So I'm here to do the work, just tell you guys the important top line facts. So here they are. Straight from my email inbox, the subject line, let me break some news. Meet Lemmy. And there's a picture of Kourtney Kardashian sitting in a big velvet pink chair with knee-high pink boots on, wearing an oversized t-shirt that says, let me live. She says... My new range of vitamins and supplements was developed to become a divine, feel-good part of your everyday life. And here are the products that they shared through email. First, matcha. Say goodbye to that 3 p.m. slump. Get your favorite matcha latte benefits and cellular energy support at the same time. The next product, chill. Just chill. Enjoy a mixed berry moment while clinically studied ashwagandha and a botanical blend help keep you calm, cool, and connected to your higher self. And lastly, focus. Stay laser focused. Enjoy a strawberry treat while a clinical dose of citicoline helps you focus better and think more clearly throughout the day. And then she finishes off the email by saying, The twist? I made them so delicious, you won't believe they're good for you. XO, Courtney Kardashian Barker. I think that's the first time I've seen her name, Kardashian Barker, instead of Kardashian. Very exciting. Alright you guys, let's look up the Instagram. It already has 187,000 followers. It's only following one, Courtney Kardashian, of course. And on one of the posts, they give us a release date. So these products will be coming out on September 27th. What do we think about this? Personally, I feel like this brand, it makes sense based on what she's already done. It feels very aligned with her company, Poosh, which is all about wellness information, health benefits of certain things. Lemmy seems like a very natural transition into coming out with an actual product. And I feel like we were kind of just waiting to see what product Kourtney Kardashian was going to put out. Obviously, if you don't follow the Kardashians, they're not on your radar, maybe you don't care. But for those that do follow, you would know all the brands that all the sisters have. And Kourtney's really the only one that doesn't have a tangible product to her name. Because Poosh is more like Goop. It's a site, it's a place for articles and different information. And while I think there are some products on the site that you can purchase... It's not exactly the same as having one thing that people can buy over and over again that they can actually implement into their daily lives. So maybe Kourtney Kardashian is taking up some of her own space in the vitamin and supplement department. I'm very interested to see how this performs, if people love it. If you guys end up picking up some of your own on September 27th, let me know about the Lemmy products. Modern day comedian over here. All right, you guys, next up for what's hot, this past Monday was the Emmys. And of course, I had to give you guys a list of winners. Even if you don't watch these TV shows, never hurts to be in the know. At your next dinner party, you can be like, 
Yeah, did you hear that so-and-so won Best Actor for a Comedy Series at the Emmys? See what I mean? After you hear this list, you'll be able to participate in that conversation. So here we go. Your 74th Annual Emmy Winners. Winner of a Drama Series. This is the big one. Succession. As you guys know, I love that show. I was very happy to see them win. Winner of a Comedy Series. Ted Lasso. Also one of my favorites. Winner of a limited or anthology series, The White Lotus. Such a good show and took home so many wins. Winner of a lead actor in a drama series, Lee Jung Jae for Squid Game. Winner of writing in a drama series, Jesse Armstrong for Succession. Winner of directing for a comedy series, MJ Delaney, Ted Lasso. Winner of Lead Actress in a Comedy Series, Jean Smart for Hacks. Love her. Hilarious show. Winner of Lead Actress in a Drama Series, Zendaya for Euphoria. You guys, she was definitely my best dressed. She looked so gorgeous in that black Valentino gown. I felt like it was her night. People kept making references to her. They kept showing her on the screen. She took home an Emmy and her speech was so beautiful. I love her and I'm so glad that she won. Next, winner of directing for a drama series, Wong Dong Hyuk for Squid Game. Winner of writing for a comedy series, Keenta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. Speaking to of Abbott Elementary really quick, I wanted to mention that they use their marketing money for the Emmys, so instead of campaigning for their show, they use that money to buy school supplies for teachers, which is just incredible. Such a great use of the money, obviously, and they still had a lot of big winners of the night. Definitely a win all around. Next, winner of lead actor in a comedy series, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. Winner of writing for a variety special, Jared Carmichael, Rathaniel. Winner for writing for a limited or anthology series or movie, Mike White, The White Lotus. Director for a limited or anthology series or movie, also Mike White, The White Lotus. Winner for competition program, Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. She was so happy. It was so fun to see. And this just means she is one step closer to becoming an EGOT winner. Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, Tonys. She just needs an Oscar and a Tony now. I think she can definitely do it. Winner of lead actress in a limited or anthology series or movie, Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. I thought she did a great job in that show. Winner of supporting actress in a limited or anthology series or movie, Jennifer Coolidge, The White Lotus. She's so funny. During her speech, the music was like dancing them off, which by the way, I feel like these were some of the shortest speeches that they were able to give this year. Pretty much everybody when they got up there was like, oh my gosh, I only have 30 seconds to talk. So this happened to her and the music started and she just started dancing along to her outro music essentially. So funny. I love her. Next, winner of Variety Talk Series, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Winner of Variety Sketch Series, Saturday Night Live. 
winner of supporting actor in a comedy series, Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso. Winner of supporting actress in a comedy series, Cheryl Lee Ralph for Abbott Elementary. Her speech, she sang during it. It was iconic. The energy, everything. What a fun one to watch. Winner of supporting actress in a drama series, Julia Garner for Ozark. Winner of supporting actor in a drama series, Matthew McFadden for Succession. Winner of supporting actor in a limited or anthology series or movie, Murray Bartlett for The White Lotus. And finally, the last but not least, lead actor in a limited or anthology series or movie, Michael Keaton for Dope Sick. Those were all the winners. Congratulations to everybody that was nominated. For everyone that did take home an Emmy this year, so well-deserved, such unbelievable talent. I thought this year was really fun to watch. They put on a really good show, and Kenan Thompson, as the host, I thought did a great job. He kept it moving, and he was funny. Overall, a great night. If you guys want to see that exact list that I was referencing, head over to VanityFair.com. And if you want to watch it and you didn't get a chance to watch it on Monday... I believe it is still available on Peacock. Alright guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good. This week, I have a movie to recommend to you guys, and I'm so excited to share it because I've been wanting to watch it for a while now. And why I've been wanting to watch it, why I even know that this movie exists, is because the lead actress in the movie is Claudia Saluski, who is an influencer, And she's one of my favorite influencers. I've talked to you guys about her before. She's dating Phineas, who happens to be an artist that we love over here. So when I heard that she was going to be in this movie, I was, of course, very eager to see it. She has shared that one of her biggest aspirations is acting. So for that dream to come to fruition, amazing. And I wanted to see how she did. So I watched it this past weekend And you guys, I was very pleasantly surprised. Why I say surprised is because the concept of the movie is pretty cringy, so I didn't really know how it was going to unfold. You'll understand what I mean right now, because here's your summary. A desperate father poses as a woman online to reconnect with his estranged son but things get complicated when the young man wants to meet her in person. Okay, very short summary to the point, but wrap your head around that, you guys. This is essentially a dad catfishing his son, and get this, it's based on a true story. I mean, what? It's one thing to have to deal with catfishing, but can you actually imagine being catfished by one of your parents. Okay, think about that. Think about conversations that you have ever had with somebody that you liked or somebody that you're in a relationship with. Think about those messages, those thoughts, getting sent to your parent instead of getting sent to your significant other or the person that you like. I feel like that is such a violation of so many things and just weird, okay? Weird, weird, weird. Of course, there was a lot to explore in this movie, why the dad felt like he should do this, what the father-son relationship is, it's incredibly complicated, the son's past is complicated, 
And then this girl gets brought into it, the face of it all. Who doesn't even actually know the guy that she is supposedly dating? Because that's the other thing that I feel like we forget to think about in a catfishing situation. Whatever face the catfisher is using to catfish, that's a real person. So imagine your face, your persona, being used to catfish somebody else. Insane. All of those things come together in this film. The main actors involved were James Morosini, Claudia Saluski, and Patton Oswalt. James Morosini, who plays the son, also directed and wrote it. So I imagine that to be a very hard task to act, write, and direct a film. Insane. I know others have done it, but I find it to be very impressive because I can't imagine wearing all of those hats. But like I said, I was very pleasantly surprised. It was a fun watch and there were elements that were very funny, but there were also elements that were very serious and those were kind of unexpected too. I didn't realize how deep some parts were going to go, but they absolutely went there and I thought it was really good. Also, fun fact, it happened to win two awards at South by Southwest, the Audience Award and the Grand Jury Award. Not totally sure what both of those entail, but again, I follow Claudia Saluski, so I saw that they won these awards, and I thought that I would shout them out for those. If you guys want to see it, if the plot, if the actors, if any of it sounds at all interesting to you, you can check it out on Amazon Prime. Alright guys, and last up for what's good, your songs. I'm excited to share both of these this week. I found them both on Discover Weekly, which I've been loving recently. Spotify has just been putting together some fun playlists for me, so I love that and I had to share some favorites. First up, Where the Adventure Begins by Tim Halperin. This song is such an upbeat, fun, feel-good song. Definitely puts you in an instantly good mood. And the second song is called Warm With You by Hayden Kalnan. This one, you guys, like I said, I just discovered it on that playlist. But for some reason, it feels so nostalgic to me. And I think that's because it feels like a cozy fall song. And fall and all the feelings that fall evokes for me are those of nostalgia. So instantly when I heard this one, I felt nostalgic. I don't know how to explain it better than that. But listen to it. Let me know if you guys felt the same way. As always, you can find both of these on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. Alright guys, time to round out this episode with Need to Know Basis. Something that I didn't share in the What's New section. I thought I would wait until we got to Need to Know Basis. But that is that last week, I was on my very first podcast that was not my own. I was on the upcoming podcast with Jonathan Carr. I don't think the episode's out yet, but I believe it's supposed to come out this upcoming Sunday. So look out for that if you guys want to hear me on another podcast. It was a really great time. I had an amazing conversation with Jonathan. Very fun. First experience of being on the other side. And that conversation, when I left it, there were a lot of things going on in my head a lot of things that we talked about, a lot of topics that were covered, things that I hadn't really revisited in quite some time. Because we talked a lot about my past experiences, what I had done in college, what I had done just after college, 
the job landscape that I'm in now, different passions that I've had and have. So it gave me a lot to think about post-podcast. And I think the best way to describe the main thing that I was feeling afterwards is the idea of walking through the same doors to figure out how to go through a new one. I'll describe what I mean a little bit more. We always talk about the idea of walking through new doors, right? The quote, when one door closes, another opens. I believe Alexander Graham Bell said that. And actually, you know what? Let me just read you his full quote, because I feel like it's kind of important here. He said, when one door closes, another opens. But we often look so long and so regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the one which has opened for us. Now, I'm not trying to debunk Alexander Graham Bell's quote. I think there's a lot of truth to what he said there. But what I'm saying here is almost the opposite. I think that like anything else, we can go too far in the other direction. And I think a lot of times that's what we do here. One door closes, another one opens, and because we often look too regretfully on the closed door, like he said, maybe now we're overcorrecting and not looking at those closed doors at all. And what I got from the podcast that I was just on, reflecting back on my past experiences, recognizing why I closed certain doors and why I walked through new ones, I think is really valuable. And not only the actual act of why I closed them, but what I accomplished before I closed them. I think it can be really easy to forget those reasons, to forget those accomplishments. And I think we don't always give ourselves enough credit for how many doors we've actually walked through, or knocked on, or broken down. And for me, through revisiting some of these past experiences or accomplishments, I've thought about some things that made me feel like they were true accomplishments. And I think it's easier to recognize those things as what they are when we're in them. But then later on, once those doors are closed, once we've walked through those new doors, we do tend to forget. And we forget why those things felt like accomplishments. Because to just have somebody tell you that something's an accomplishment is not the same thing as feeling like it was an accomplishment. Do you guys know what I mean? Like there's something that you've done in your life that you have felt so insanely proud of. And even if no one else had told you that they were proud of you, you were the most proud of those things. Those are the situations that I'm talking about. The situations that when we're in them, we know how we felt. We know how much it meant to us. And even though I think a lot of us know that true feeling of accomplishment, that true feeling of being proud of ourselves, I think so often we close certain doors, leaving those feelings behind us, and then we walk through new doors, and if we stop to think about it for a second, maybe we haven't felt that same sense of accomplishment or that same sense of being proud as we did behind those past doors. Understanding that feeling, understanding the lack of a feeling, I think is really important. Because I think that we so often go in so many different directions, 
And sometimes it can lead us to places and through doors that we didn't even know that we wanted to walk through. But there's a lot of pressure in our society that when one door opens, you should walk through it. Because who knows when that opportunity is going to come again? Or who knows what that opportunity could lead to? And I'm not an advocate for not walking through doors. I'm pretty pro walking through those doors. But I'm also pro revisiting old doors. Rethinking what in our life we've been proud of. How we got there. Elements to bring them back into our lives. When I was ruminating about all this in my head, I decided to look up open and closed doors. And I stumbled upon this bit of information that I think could be really applicable here. And that is the definition of the open-closed principle. Here it is. In object-oriented programming, the open-closed principle states, software entities should be open for extension, but closed for modification. That is, such an entity can allow its behavior to be extended without modifying its source code. Now you may be thinking, Emma, how does this apply to this? How does this apply to us? By opening a closed door, it's not that you need to necessarily modify everything. It's that you can extend on what you already know to be true from your past. Sometimes, walking through the path that already has your own footsteps can be more useful than blindly going full steam ahead. So whether you're currently walking through a new door, facing something completely undiscovered in your life, whatever challenges lie ahead, remind yourself that you have your own past to reference. You're writing your own history book, so look back a couple pages, reference how you got there, take a page from your own book, Maybe let it guide you to reopen that closed door. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Again, huge happy birthday shout out to my best friend, my brother, and my dad. I love you guys an unimaginable amount. I hope you have the best birthdays. And for everybody else... Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Reopen closed doors. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 